I am very happy today to talk to Kathy Reed. And Kathy uh, is the president of Elizabeth Elliott Foundation. And she, just a little bit about her, she worked, she was a, a stay-at-home mom for many years raising her kids. And then uh, while doing that, she led the youth Bible and ladies Bible studies. She directed grief support groups, founded two nonprofit organizations, and she chaired events to support cancer research, which me as a cancer survivor, I appreciate that. <laughs> and then eventually she uh, was led to Bible, the Bible Study Fellowship, the BSF, where she was involved for over 17 years in leadership and teaching God's word, which deeply impacted her faith. And then uh, she moved to Little Rock in 2017. That's when you actually got involved, right, with the Elizabeth Elliot Foundation, well, with the Elizabeth Elliot family. And and eventually in 2020, you mm -hmm. started the Elizabeth Elliott Foundation. So, uh, Kathy, for those who do not know about the life and the work of Elizabeth Elliott, can you just tell us a little, I know there's so much to, to learn about her, but tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about her. Well, it's it's a joy to be here. And and to get to know you better, my dear. And yes. um, we've been and we've been already talking. We've we got so yes. much in common. She's my celiac buddy. <laughs> you we don't have sister. all of that on the podcast, but we got a lot of sisterhood sisterhood coming. There you here. go. <laughs> Only God could orchestrate those meetings, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Such a joy. So yes, well, Elizabeth was um I didn't know her personally or have a close relationship with her. Um, her husband, it was long after she had dementia. I'd met her years prior to that um, at a retreat and had a little correspondence with her, but I wasn't a uh, close inner circle of friends or anything with her. But my her husband and I became good friends after she was diagnosed with dementia. And then we met her and had her in our home on several occasions. But that's kind of how the foundation part of it began that God placed it on my heart uh, to begin a foundation. But Elizabeth, why would we have a foundation for Elizabeth Elliot? Well, she has had an influence in so many lives. Uh, she mm. was a missionary um, for a number of years and was raised by missionary parents, but grew up in the States. And so um, she was born in Belgium. Yeah. And so it, it it's really an interesting story that God placed on her heart to go to the mission field. Mm -hmm. And that's where she was in South America. Right. Uh, in yeah. Ecuador, in, in your Ecuador. neck of the woods. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> little, little above my neck of the woods, but yes. A little above, definitely. but right. No. And, and, she, and God just put that on her heart. Yes. To go, mm -hmm. to go there. And she had met her soon to be spouse um at Wheaton in college yeah. and uh, that's another story yeah Jim uh, Elliott who mm -hmm. you know he's quite known to Nate, yes. Saint, Nate Saint's uh um story I believe that references him is it yes and, and I mean he was he was good friends with all of the other four missionaries there were five missionaries um that really felt called to go in and share the gospel with an unreached tribe in, in Ecuador, 
the mm-hmm. the Wadani or what they called then the Akas. But mm-hmm. Aka means savage, so they now say Orani or Wadani today. Mm-hmm. But um, they felt compelled by God to go to these unreached people. So the the five missionaries went, and all five after making friendly contact what they thought they were they were murdered by right. by the indians and so what happened was 2 years later god placed on elizabeth's heart to go back and Which she took her young incredible. daughter yes she took her young daughter and went back and lived with then them the the yes. tribe and um, many became believers and no longer they were they were um there was a reason they were named savage because they, mm. they were killing um, mm. within each other and their own tribe and others. Um, so based on fear and mm. they had no idea who, who God was. So Elizabeth then spent the rest of her life after she came back to the States, sharing that story. Yes. And, and she, and she wrote, she wrote amazing she wrote. books yeah. about how God uh, walked her through those very deep valleys of losing her, her first husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she lost her second husband she as, did. as well. And um, so she's certainly a woman who knows sorrow, but then she, she also knows the, the joy of the Lord amidst the tribulations, which, I believe that all of those of us who, uh, I think it's a, it's the same thread of a story. Anyone that lays their life down to know Christ, they are going to suffer. And because it is through the suffering that you really know Christ, right? <laughs> you really, That's- you have to, to, to be a partaker of his suffering to understand mm-hmm. him in a deeper way. I do believe that with all my heart. And I see so many people, and Elizabeth was one of them that that she, um, through her suffering, she was able to relate to Christ and get closer to Him, and then impart impact such a profound uh, just mark in the world, right? Because mm-hmm. of her writing and her ministry, her radio show, which I think she she Gateway held to joy, mm-hmm. yeah, which uh, yes. I think for quite some time, right? She she held that radio show. Yes, it was it was over 10 years she had uh, Gateway to Joy and people listened to her. Um, I mean, her brother tells a story. He, her youngest brother was a pastor, I think, and possibly it was in Minnesota. But he remembered mm-hmm. when he became a pastor, meeting a farmer who said that he organized his time frame of when he would be in his tractor to listen to Gateway to Joy. Isn't that awesome? to Elizabeth's podcast or it wasn't a podcast yeah. then. it was a radio station but yeah. but still that men women all different individuals were listening to gateway to joy because it gave that 15 minutes of just an insight and an encouragement and a reminder that um that God will never leave nor forsake us I mean he's right, right there and right. you can depend on him like you said she suffered she could relate to people mm-hmm. because of going through, like you said, her husband's cancer, uh, you know, a husband's murder, you know, having, raising a daughter. It was important that um, people, I think people feel that when they listen to her, yes. they feel almost like she's a mother or a grandmother mm-hmm. or someone that they can trust and depend on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that didn't just say it, but lived it. Exactly. And, you know, um, that's when your ministry becomes effective is when people know that you have walked through the valley of the shadow of death or Amen. or any other valley and mm-hmm. that you uh, the god walked you through with you walked mm-hmm. the valley with you and then you mm-hmm. can share how he was able to sustain you through through all of that and uh, I, I believe that that's why god that's one of the main reasons god allows uh, hardships in our lives you know so that we can point others to him and his mercy and his grace, you know, through it all. So there is a, there's something to be said for suffering with Christ because he suffered for us. And so you embrace, you know, that suffering as it's really as a gift, you either a student or a victim in your suffering. And, and Elizabeth was never a victim. Yeah. And, and she, she had, a great deal of suffering and much that many don't even know about. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. she was able to write about it then and mm-hmm. um, it be understood, you know, that she, she could definitely relate for yes. sure. Do you believe Kathy, that this is uh, not a very common approach to ministry nowadays? And what I, what I mean by that is, you know, as you think a lot about women and men who impact the world right now, still impact for Christ, but don't mm-hmm. you agree that the words suffering and blessing are not wa- walking together as they used to for mm-hmm. the people in the past, for the saints, you know, years ago, like Elizabeth, like, you know, you think about Charles Spurgeon, you think about, uh, you know, I mean, George Miller, you, mm-hmm. you know, those people that knew intense suffering, and mm-hmm. but it, it's not that popular, is it today? No, it's it's not because I think we, I I've always said that that we have a bit of a drive-through mentality because mm-hmm. we've grown up in a generation of, you know, get it quickly, get it fast. You know, you just go through that, make your order, go through the drive-through window and you've got it right there in front of you. And I think that's what people think God is often that they are placing their order of their prayer and it should be answered in the way that they think it should be answered. But they Mm -hmm. forget that when you pray the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, if you're really saying, you know, wherever you lead, I'll go he's going to take you at, at your word on that. And you look at the disciples, which one of the disciples didn't die a martyr's death uh-huh, or didn't exactly. go through and suffer so greatly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I think that there's a bit of an entitlement mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think it's just permeated um, throughout every culture of, of yes. being entitled. We are entitled to something. God doesn't owe us anything. Oh. He created us. He created us. And um, yes. I think it's uh, scripture yeah. shows us that. Absolutely. And I believe that there's uh, there's something that ministries have to be careful not to forsake is just to teach people that there is a blessing, you know, in, in the trial, in the valley, that there is, you know, that, that there is a there are so many pearls 
right to be gathered you know when you're going through suffering with christ with him without him mm-hmm. no <laughs> just <laughs> take me take me <laughs> Lord. but with him you know you always like the at the end of it you just look back and you just see such transformation and then, you know, a basket full of goodies for you to share with others of how he has transformed your faith, changed you, and, and walked you through the hardships, right? Yes. It's, it's crazy. It's not, I mean, it's upside down from what the world teaches you, you know, because that again, and I think that unfortunately, the church has been contaminated a little bit about with that. Was just like, oh, let's talk about joy and let's talk about, you know, the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. Well, the re- but but the joy of the Lord is also in the hardship, you know. It's, right. It's it's so right. much deeper than all this the happiness. You know? Well, and you can be. You choose to be joyful. You choose yes. to be happy. And mm-hmm. and and God didn't. I mean, it, it isn't anywhere in Scripture that God wants us to be happy. He wants us to be obedient. Absolutely. Period. And we choose joy and that peace that passes understanding that he left with us. I mean, in, in the Holy spirit, I mean, that peace is there. I mean, it's, it's just when we feel anxious or concerned or worried or anything else, I mean, saying the name of Jesus and just going to his word, that's, that is our comfort. I always think of when you said the, uh, we've kind of missed that mark of, of suffering today is the refiner's fire. We wouldn't have gold, the pure gold, if all that dross wasn't purged away. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, in our pride, we don't think that there's a lot of dross there, but (laughs) we have to be purged. Yeah, you know, absolutely. There's, so always, there's always, there's yeah. always dross. <laughs> there, there is, and it, and it comes, you know, and it's not a one-time thing, and it's over, yeah. and that's, you know, it is sanctification, and yes. it's a process of a lifetime for it, sure. Absolutely, and every now and then, God just reveals something else in your life that you didn't even know it was there, and you were like, Lord. Okay, oh. it is. You are a working process. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely to the day you die, you know. Aren't we? Aren't we? Yes, though? we are. <laughs> but isn't well, it a comfort? It is such a comfort. Mercy. That's mm-hmm. very true. Mm-hmm. Well, one uh, talking about again about now this project, the uh, Heart of God, and I'm going to show the uh, this, and I'm giving a copy away of the Heart of God. It's a beautiful. It's it's hard bound and uh, it looks like a, a gift a gift book it's really pretty and it's called heart of god 31 days to discover god's love for you and this book uh is by elizabeth elliott even though mm-hmm. she died in 2015 mm-hmm. uh, this book is it was released in september and so there's a really cool story about this manuscript do you want to share it with us Oh, I would love to share it. I would love to share it. We we actually had had a number of requests for this little this little day brightener. It's uh-huh. it's a 365 day brightener that she did write years ago. And there people were writing us and saying it was tattered and they really wanted a new one. So I contacted Dayspring. I said, would you, could you reprint that for us? So as we were looking to see if there was a PDF for that, I called back to the Bible who had done the broadcasting of Gateway to Joy. And Lars 
Elizabeth's husband had purchased all those rights, but I just said, is there, is there anything there that you might have that would give me a PDF of this? As they were looking, they found the PDF of this heart of God. And they thought it was the same thing. They said, oh, well, we have this. And I said, this isn't the same thing. This, no. is, this is totally different. This is heart of God. And this is heart for God. That's amazing. And so we were just, I mean, really gobsmacked. (laughs) And so we were thrilled. We felt like we had unearthed this treasure. And I went to Dayspring and of course they were thrilled and they said, let's, let's do this tandem. We'll release these. Um, And so it is written in its entirety. It is. And people have said, well, (laughs) we've had a few people say you shouldn't have added this quote or that quote you shouldn't have done. You know, we didn't. We took it verbatim how she wrote it. And that's amazing. And so that that's what's exciting about it. In fact, she even makes reference to Mel Gibson's right, Passion of Christ. Right. So that was the last time she revisited this. And she'd already been diagnosed with dementia then. Okay. So so the book must or this manuscript, she must have been working on it. Perhaps in the late in 90s, the, like 90s. Yeah. And then she revisited mm-hmm. around 2004 when the Passion right. of Christ was released. And mm-hmm. uh, and then since she had dementia, perhaps she just did not remember even or didn't think well, about it. It was, it was there, not a priority I, at that time, I assume. No, and I think it was she never had possession of it. It was at, back to the Bible or she had already sent it oh, to them. And so... They ha- they already had it in their hands, so I think they put it away and completely forgot about it that it was even in existence. So that's why, for such a time as this, you know, just like Incredible. Esther, yes, um, God has revealed it for now, right? You know, and and tell me that that's one of the things because um, I read that one of the staffers at Back to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, came to you and to say, I'm so, so sorry that we had not found this earlier. And you told them, no, no, this is God's timing. Is there a particular reason why you said that? Oh, a- absolutely. Because I, I believe everything is God's timing. Mm-hmm. It's his timing is perfect. Our yes. timing, even when we pray prayers, um, it we may not see them answered in our lifetime, yeah. but God's hearing us. And so I, I trust in his sovereignty. And his timing. And so even putting this foundation together, God put it on my heart, actually, the weekend that I went to Elizabeth's funeral Mm -hmm. and was at her home. And he just made an impression that she there needed to be a foundation. And of course, that was in 2015. Mm -hmm. And so I just waited like like Mary and pondered it in my heart and just kept praying over it and mentioned it periodically to Lars and then to Valerie. And, and then in 2019, they both said, go ahead. If you want to, they didn't think anybody would really care. I think of what, I mean, they, as much as they loved her because she's a part of their life, I think as close as they were and family felt like maybe her ministry had already um, peaked and it was, you know, now it was just kind of there. Um, And so I knew God had a plan. For right, this. and oh, so the, that's why. That's you know, wonderful. That's why and it, it came out. Yeah, and it, and it is uh, 
things that you do for the Lord, they're going to have a lasting impact, you know, even way before, way after we're gone. And in your work by saying, you know, we're going to start this foundation. It is definitely God's heart for Elizabeth Elliot's ministry, you know, that it won't be, it won't stop and that it, that they will, they will continue to learn about her because we know that our lives, our lives impact when it doesn't end the day we die, you yeah. know, especially when you have so much work, so much beautiful work like she does, um, mm-hmm. that has been done to glorify God and mm-hmm. point others to him. So he's going to continue to use and she will continue to get the 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 well done, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, well, I mean, for 20 years, basically, it has sat since she was diagnosed with dementia in 20, 2020, actually, is the year that she was diagnosed, 2019, right at the end of the year. But so for 20 years, it just kind of sat there waiting, uh, I think. Um, and I look at back through what Lars did in that in those days, everything that was recorded, everything that was written down, we have all those records, we have all those recordings, hmm. everything to be able to freely allow people to come to the website, <laughs> no charge, just come and be hmm. blessed and encouraged. And that's, that's what I believe that God has called us to do. That's yeah. wonderful. Just make you know, it yes, uh, we, I'm reminded of um, something that I and I don't remember who told me this one time. And as I think about Elizabeth and I think about, my goodness, so many that that are before her um, mm-hmm. and my life and your life as people who um, serve the Lord. Somebody asked me, said, do you do you realize why is it that God does not give you your um, your gifts or your you know, your crown? right when you get to heaven as soon as you die you know is because because the things that we do even after we die they continue to ah. cause an impact in the kingdom of god you just think about yes. for example you now you just think about the apostle paul right i mean through over 2000 years this man's work has been impacting the life of billions and billions of people right and so, like, I never thought about that. And I don't remember who is it that said, you know, have you thought that this is why God cannot give us our crowns? It's just like the moment you go to heaven, you get before him. And he, no, because our work will continue, continue. you know, until, what a, what a, what a, isn't it just like gives me goosebumps a, to think? Gives me goosebumps too. Like my <laughs> life, my life, my salvation, your salvation you know, right. Paul gets credit for that. Uh, the missionaries that came uh, to America, to Brazil, in my case, you know, they, right. they they get, I mean, all of those people who invested for me and you mm-hmm. to be sitting today, uh, they are, I mean, God's going to tell them well done when we, get, you know, for every work that you do. So it's just so phenomenal to think. And that's why it's so important that people who are called into ministry to make mm-hmm. sure that they give their very all to Christ, you know, because you don't know how many people, even after you are gone, are going to continue to be blessed by the work you have done for him. So, you know, and then there's your children, you know, your grandchildren. I mean, Oh, the, it's a, it's a leg, it's the legacy, the entire the legacy. legacy, but, but 
I think the two words that God kept putting on my heart was preserve and protect, preserve uh-huh. and protect this legacy. That's because he would not, I mean, he used her, as you said, when she was living. Yes. I mean, what would make us think she, he wouldn't continue to use her Absolutely. through these recordings, through these talks, through today? And we get we get messages from people all over the world mm-hmm. that say, I've just discovered her or I've just, you Incredible. know, she has encouraged my heart. So and I'm just, you know, and it's not about Elizabeth. It's never been about of Elizabeth. Course. She would always point to Jesus. Absolutely. And she would always say, if you've got five minutes and you can either read one of my books or you can read the Bible, choose the Bible, always choose one of my books. So that is beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's right. And that's why God continues to bless her. Well, let me ask you this. What are some of the traits in Elizabeth's spiritual walk that you think continue to impact people even after seven, seven years after her death? the traits yeah like on her spiritual walk what are the things that like stand out to you i think i think really she was uh, well her theme was obedience it mm-hmm. really was and that's why we we have um trust and obey at the top of from that old hymn trust and obey for there's no other way Um, not one of her quotes. And and I did have somebody say to me, why would you put her quote up there? And I said, well, number one, it isn't, it isn't about her and she wouldn't have wanted it to be, but that was the theme of her life to trust Mm -hmm. and obey. And I think, I think for me watching her and now delving in deeper into her life and having her things, some of her things surrounding me and caring for her her aging husband, Lars, who has dementia now, my husband Mm -hmm. and I are are his caregivers, Mm -hmm. you know, but going through and pouring through all of her things. That's what I see. I see someone who was not perfect. You know, she would never want to be um, considered that, that she was above um, in a spiritual sense, highly intelligent. Uh, She was, but you know, God continued to, to humble her and keep her humble and keep people around her that would keep her humble. Yes. (laughs) And, and, but I think the thing is she never questioned God. She never questioned any of the circumstances that God led her into. It was, she just trusted, she walked in faith and you saw Mm -hmm. that. And it, it was just inspiring. Yeah, it is. It is again another not very popular theme today. The obey, you know, submit, you know, obedience, submission, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know, trusting God, uh, even when doesn't make sense, and obey Him anyway. It's Mm -hmm. a beautiful, beautiful trade, beautiful life that does that. Well, back to the little book. Tell us a little bit of how this book is uh, put together. Like, what is the um, format of the book. Um, what do people need to know about it and how can they can use it? Well, it really is. It's something that can be used over and over and over again. I mean, it's 31 days, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's kind of like her lamp into my feet. She did. It's a six month, you know, daily devotional, but I use it and have used it for decades. Mm-hmm. And I go, Every six months, you know, I rotate it back, but this is the same way. This can be used over and over again because every day we're at a different place. 
Mm-hmm. You know, 30 days ago, I'm not at the same place that I was 30 days ago. I can tell you there yes. are a lot of other things going on in my life. So this is going to affect me in a totally different way. And I'll read Absolutely. it through different eyes each time. So it, it really has been written in such a way that we write devotionals today because she gives her own thoughts and then she gives quotes. Yes, of various different people. questions. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, exactly. And various people that it doesn't necessarily mean that doctrinally she's aligned with, or we've had several people say, oh, I was so disappointed because she quoted so-and-so and, you know, they don't align doctrinally. And Elizabeth admired and she respected people all over the world and people that did not necessarily hold right to the doctrine that she did. But that didn't yes. mean she wouldn't quote them, no. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it's really a book to be read of of how how she saw this, how God inspired her to write this mm-hmm. for such a time as this. Yes, and beautiful. I think it's applicable today, even though it was written all those years ago. It's still it's so perfect mm-hmm. for today. I don't know how much you you've read in it. But I think I'm going to actually start tomorrow on the 31 day journey. I just kind of like worked uh, a little bit through it. And and I I wanted to, well, first of all, I want to show the audience that's going to watch this on YouTube. You know, Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. It's a day springs, right? Is that right? Yes, day spring, yes. Day springs makes the most beautiful gifts, like gift books. And so it's just gorgeous. It has all this beauty. So it's like, it's a great gift really to give to someone. And, uh, but I want to read one of this one of the days here, just mm-hmm. of her of, of Elizabeth's uh, thoughts, yes. and it's uh, the day. The this theme is the protective heart of God, and this uh, she puts Psalm eighteen thirty. As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He's a shield to all who trust in Him. And this is what Elizabeth writes, because we are imperfect human being beings living imperfect lives. We worry. Even though we as Christians have the assurance of salvation, even though we as believers have the promise of God's love and protection, we find ourselves fretting over the countless details of everyday life. Jesus understood our concerns and he addressed them. In Matthew 6, Jesus makes it clear that the heart of God is is a protective, caring heart. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow or reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his statue? I love that. And then she says, maybe you are uncertain about your future, your finances, your relationships, or your health. Or perhaps you are simply a warrior by nature. If so, make Matthew 6 a regular part of your daily Bible reading. This beautiful passage will remind you that God still sits in his heaven and you are his beloved child. Then perhaps you will worry a little less and trust God a little more. 
And that's as it should be because God is trustworthy and you are protected. I love it. And then she quotes several uh, other writers and um, Christian thinkers and and just beautiful quotes. But uh, what a... What a message like for a time such as this, whereas there's so many uncertainties, you know, with the economy and people are, you know, oh, there's a recession around the corner and how yeah. am I going to do this and my job, my, my company is laying off and my health and this and that. it's so timely, right, yes. to be reminded that God is, God has got us right inside the palm of his hand and he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So just a little example for my listeners to just hear uh, Elizabeth's heart through this book, which I believe will be a beautiful gift for anybody. Um, for Christmas, for yeah, sure. For or, or any, any time of the, any time yeah. of the year, but you know, it's, it's really, uh, um, it's all about getting it into the hands of people that will be encouraged. And it's not about, you know, royalties, anything like that. This is if if I could give them all away, I would I would love to because I just you just want people to be encouraged today. Um, I think people are searching. Mm -hmm. There is this void and this emptiness, and they sometimes think that God is up there with a big stick and he's angry and he's going to. You know, they need to see the heart of God. And I think she, she is so, I mean, she talks about the forgiving heart, the all-knowing heart, the unwavering heart, the sovereign heart, the saving heart. I think this is key for a new generation and an old generation like myself to truly know the heart of God and Mm -hmm. who he is. And, you know, he is just standing there with open arms saying, come come unto me and let me embrace you. Let me embrace you. And that's what she wants. She wants her readers to see in this book. I know she does. What a blessing to me too, Kathy. God just bless you and this ministry and continue to just proclaim this wonderful message that he wrote through Elizabeth. Yes. Thank you, my friend. And we'll talk soon. All right. God God bless bless you. Bye. 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 Bye.